Welcome to Podcast Awesome, where we chat about icons, design, tech, business, and nerdery with members of the Fawn Awesome team. Fawn Awesome, they'll make something awesome. Fawn Awesome, they'll make something awesome. I'm your host, Matt Johnson. In this podcast, Fawn Awesome co-founder Travis Chase and I chat with senior icon designer Jory Raphael about some of the highlights of Fawn Awesome 6. We also reveal how Travis flexed his boss muscles to get a special category of icons completed. Fawn Awesome, they'll make something awesome. Fawn Awesome, they'll make something awesome. Fawn Awesome has been unleashed upon the world it is definitely awesomer than font awesome five so jory Wait, hold, tell up, me a hold little... up hold up hold up hold up you just said font awesome has been unleashed upon the world yeah i think you meant to say font awesome six yeah that's what i meant that's what i meant font awesome six it's better than five and it's been unleashed upon the world so my question to you Jory, is why is font awesome six awesomer than five what did we build in font awesome six Okay, so when I joined the Fawn Awesome team, I was probably one of the first kind of more specialized roles. So I came on as an icon designer primarily. And up until then, Dave had been making all of the icons, but he had also been running the company and working with the rest of the team on building out the website and the technology and all that. So there was a kind of natural, you know, split attention. And so Fawn Awesome 5 is great. And we did a lot of really fun things with it. We released the whole, the, the new Duotone style and the light style with, with Fawn Awesome 5, but 6 with me coming on board really gave us the opportunity to kind of look at everything holistically and take what had worked with five as this kind of massive set and refine it, set some rules. The first time five was like a combo of Dave and me as far as the icon styles went. And so with six, I was able to look at it all and kind of start fresh in some regards and and work, build upon it, throw out some of the things that didn't work so well, but really make the design kind of as good as we could make it. Part of that work was rebuilding all of the icons like what does that mean when you rebuild all of the icons from scratch uh well you stare at a computer screen for hours on end and just move little vector points around was it just like sharpening up the designs was it tech behind it well involved? so the first step was we knew that with font awesome six we wanted to create a new thin style it had a half of a pixel line weight to it and so the very first thing we did was take all of the existing icons that we have and i basically looked at each one and made a thin version of it and it involved like making some decisions as to how those icons were going to look and be a little different because some of the choices you can make in our other styles, like the solid style, just are different with the thin one because it's, a, it's an outline kind of style. So it's line based there. You can get away with some more things, but it's also a little more fiddly because you have almost a bigger canvas to work with, but you still want it to look good at small sizes. So we started with the thin style and going through each of the icons and kind of setting up rules for them. And in a lot of cases, literally, I would have to get into the technical, almost trace the old icons just to make sure they were generally looking, kind of had the same metaphors. I wasn't going to show an icon at a different angle in the different styles. I don't know, as an example, like if our cat icon, you're seeing the cat's face and like the view of its body, we're going to do that same kind of angle and view for the thin icons. It just took a lot of time to do it all.
Yeah, uh, inquiring minds want to know <laughs> why all these styles? Why do we need these suckers? Okay, you can check that question off the list now. <laughs> that you need all these styles because every project is different and every brand is different. And your website may have a look and feel that sets you apart from your competition or is more serious or more lighthearted. And so by having different icon styles, you can kind of fit the icons into your brand, hopefully in a seamless way. Similar to how you might choose a different typeface to your project, you can choose a different icon style for that. And so with Bon Awesome 6, we now have five core styles in our classic family, which is the, the solid, regular, light, thin, and duotone. And throughout this year and next year, we'll be introducing those same styles, but in a sharp family. So if your brand is a little more serious or a little more avant-garde, they might work better for you in those situations. Do you have any examples of what icon style would fit a certain aesthetic or type of site approach to design? Yeah. So typically we would suggest that you use our solid or regular styles for when displaying an icon smaller, where it needs to really kind of be legible at a really small size. Those icons tend to work better. But for websites that are maybe a little more modern or a little more friendly, our light style is great, which is based on one pixel line widths. They're just a little more open. Um, and with Fawn Awesome 6, I think in general, we've kind of leaned a little bit more friendly with our corner radiuses and the uh, we have fully rounded end caps on all of the strokes for the salt classic style. And then the sharp style is obviously going to go in the other direction and be much sharper. So we're trying to bridge the gap in both directions. Building the icons, you switched software that you used maybe in the last, what, six months or so? Yeah, you that's been a to, huge amount to, of work too. You switched to Figma. What's the story behind that? Why did you do that? Well, so the core of it was we, traditionally all of my icons were designed in Illustrator, you know, very powerful vector editing software. And as we were thinking about building out Sharp, there are just some features of Illustrator that meant I was going to have to redraw a lot of things for not a lot of gain, I think that I'm not saying that super well, but so we recently made the decision to switch to Figma for all of our icon design. And the reason for that is that when I design an icon in Figma, it remains editable. So I can, has this feature called Boolean groups, which basically takes all the elements you're going to create your icon out of, and you can join them together into a shape, for lack of a better term, and export a, an SVG, which is kind of the, the core of what we end up uploading into our build system to, to build all of our fonts and whatnot. So in Figma, I can keep that editable and then allows me to make changes. So I can draw, design one icon and we can make the corner sharp or keep them rounded uh, from the same source and then export that into the source of truth that we use for our build system. Whereas in Illustrator, you kind of, to get to that final step, you have to kind of flatten everything and you can't, it's not as backwards compatible or forward thinking. So I'm trying to build things right now so that when we design an icon, if we decided to create another variant of it in the future, say we wanted something in between sharp and classic, kind of splitting the difference, I can use that same source file to create it. Or if we want to create a duotone version of our light icons, it's a whole lot easier uh, to go back in and do that. Oh, I have a question for you. I've got an answer. <laughs> it's not going to be. A oh, we'll one. see. We'll see, Jory. <clears throat> yeah. Why icons? What is it about them that you enjoy so much? Oh, boy. Oh boy, this is how long do you have? Why do I like icons? Because they make the complex simple. Because I love, there, there are just these little visual puzzles that 
that get to the heart of something that is so much more satisfying to me than words. You see a house icon and it's like it represents all houses, no matter what it looks like. I don't know. I just really like how, how we can make these ideas that are very sometimes tricky or complex and distill them down into a simple image. Yeah. When I was a kid, I wanted to be a cartoonist growing up. Icons in some way use a lot of the same tricks and rules to create feelings and ideas that comics do as well. Smiley face represents all faces in some way, shape or form. And with that, with 6.1, we released some humanitarian icons. So it kind of plays into that a little bit. What, what's the story behind that? What a beautifully leading question, Travis. That was a great segue, Travis. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, we're covering a lot of ground here. Oh boy. So the humanitarian icons were hard for me in a few ways, but the genesis of it is that as we were creating Fawn Awesome 6 and kind of promoting and advertising the fact that it was in the works, uh, someone who worked at the United Nations reached out to us and shared that they had actually created a series of humanitarian icons that they used to kind of use along with all these humanitarian situations across the world. There are some tricky subjects that are just easy easier to describe with a visual language like icons. And so they thought that it'd be interesting to collaborate with us at Fawn Awesome because, you know, we have a certain amount of reach and the tooling and software that we use to deliver the icons make them more usable in a lot of situations. And specifically for them, they were hoping that they could use our software for mapping programs. And so we worked on this project with them to take all of their existing icons and translate them into Fawn Awesome style and all our different solid and regular and all that. And there's some tough subjects We had to make icons that represented child combatants and different crises. It's unfortunate that these things exist, but because they exist... We need to be able to talk about them and recognize them and use them in presentations, be kind of concise and clear in how we communicate things. Yeah, so I think it's some important work that we did, and those are all available for free. In Fawn Awesome, I think we released them in 6.1. So I'm really proud of the collaboration, but that was designing some of those icons is a little different than than designing like a, a mullet icon. <laughs> right. So, Which is yet another fantastic segue... We're always looking for a reason or opportunity to nerd out and do stuff that is just pleasing to us to put something out in the world. This is funny. Yeah. So were there icon sets or particular icons that kind of stand out to you from what you built into E6? Nope. They're all my babies. <laughs> I love them all equally. <laughs> we don't play favorites here. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. What are some of the fun ones? Do you have any favorites, Travis? Tabletop gaming are some very close to my heart as I abuse my power to get those made and put into the set. You withheld a paycheck, I think. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Maybe I threatened, <laughs> just slightly threatened the paycheck. One of my favorites is the coffee, being just a, a big coffee nerd, just love putting that everywhere. I love all some of the little um, references to nerd things that we like, like our business time icons or our poo storm uh, dumpster fire icons. I think those are quite fun. And then and even recently we had complete... Uh, <laughs> Breakdown and an investigation into the mullet icon. Which oh, I yes. Was, was quite great. Oh, we had to go in, into depth on that. I mean, why wouldn't you? It's, it's iconic. <laughs> the funny thing is that I think that some of the icons that get most of the attention, and by that I mean people will tweet about them or, or write in about them and say that they need to find a way to use <laughs> such and such icon in a project, are quite often the ones that we included just for fun. Right. And you need a magnifying glass icon. That's important. A lot of websites need that. You need um, your social icons. 
You do. You need your social, you need all sorts of things. But with that, part of the core of Fawn Awesome is to have fun with things. It makes it so much more interesting to include an icon like the Poo Storm icon. That was a joke. I was designing a set of weather icons and a cloud icon has some very similar curves to an icon of poop. And I was designing a cloud icon and it had a little lightning bolt and... So I just took the poop icon and added a lightning bolt and it's resonated with a lot more people than I thought it would. <laughs> so those are the ones that bring me joy and they're, they're just fun to add. And why not? Why not? And so this would be a challenge to all the listeners that they would find ways to use the dumpster fire and poo storm icon. Make it happen, people. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out a way to make this happen. Okay, so we recently brought on a new icon designer, Noah. Can you tell us a little bit about him? And I think the icon design world is not relatively small, but there are I've, over the years, like I have followed a lot of people who are fantastic artists and are sharing their icons. And Noah Jacobus is one of those icon designers who his work just constantly has made me jealous. And he, <laughs> he posts things that I wish I had designed and his skill and detail and creativity, I find amazing. We actually got him to work a little bit on some contract work for us a little while ago as kind of sneakily get him excited uh, working with us at Fawn Awesome. He finally popped the question. And he is here um, <laughs> working with us. And I'm so excited because because I'm excited because he's a better icon designer than I am. And so that means that our stuff is just going to get better. And it also means that I can focus on some other things as well at Fawn Awesome. I'm not alone on the icon design front as well. And we have all sorts of fun ideas and kind of cool ways to improve Fawn Awesome, to add new styles and to do smaller one-off sets and stuff like that. That is going to be a whole lot easier with someone of his caliber and talent on the team. All right. So lightning round, favorite icon, go. I like the bomb icon. Yeah. The bomb used to show up on the classic Max as a, you know, a, a system error had happened. And that was Susan Kerr. Yeah. Susan Kerr designed yeah. the original one there and she was a huge inspiration for me. And I just remember when I was younger being on the computer and those would pop up and that one in particular, maybe because it was, you couldn't do anything else on the computer. So it was front and center focus. I just latched onto that particular icon as like, oh, that's a really interesting use case. And it, you know, your computer wasn't going to explode, obviously, or, or I hope it, you know, maybe at the time I didn't know, but it took something that was kind of a serious thing and it made it a little bit, added a little levity to it. Her, her bomb icon is probably better than my bomb icon. That's why the bomb icon is kind of uh, holds a special place in my heart. Right. Yeah. It's a good use of lots of different elements. Like something is happening. It sends a clear signal. It's sort of funny. It looks cool. It's like all of the things. And it's a classic cartoony bomb. Yeah. Like you don't, bombs don't look like that anymore, <laughs> right. hopefully. Those, that's a, Unless it's a spy versus spy comic, right? right? Yeah, yeah, it's a cartoon bomb. I don't know, are those real? Did they actually, do bombs actually look like that one day? Probably. Little or maybe little, little cherry bombs. Right. Little firecrackers. So how about you, Travis? Favorite icon? Oh, man. That's a tough one. Probably oscillate between coffee icon. Just because roast coffee, love coffee, drink coffee, live, breathe coffee. Uh, and then the... Uh, you should be swallowing it, not just breathing. <laughs> it's probably probably safer that way. Uh, and then also the D20, tabletop gaming, big part of my life and sharing that with others. And it's kind of fun that my subtle abuse of power, I got to have a nice icon that I can use that represents a big part of my life. It has its privileges being the boss. 
Sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it does. Absolutely. That's yeah. an example of an icon that was actually pretty complicated to design because it has so many interior shapes. It's a simple object, but it represents each of the faces in all of our different styles. The solid style where we have a lot of cutouts was one challenge to solve. And then the regular style where the lines are a little bit thicker is another style that we had to solve that. And then the light style and the thin style. So that was the one that I remember struggling with and could probably ask Noah to maybe redesign it so we can make it even better for you. (laughs) Thanks for listening to Podcast Awesome. A special thank you to Jory and Travis for coming on the show. If you like what you've heard, please give us a rating and review and share this episode with your friends. This episode was produced and edited by yours truly, Matt Johnson. The Fawn Awesome theme song was composed by Ronnie Martin and audio mastering was done by Chris Enns at Lemon Productions.